Welcome, everybody. This is No One Likes a Tuna Podcast, the world's, the world's premier, premier, dedicated, dedicated fast, fast and furious <laughs> podcast. I'm Nick Nocero. And I'm Daryl Wong, calling in from Brooklyn. I'm so glad to see you again, man. This is wonderful. Oh, I'm, glad we're do- I'm glad we're doing this remote thing and working with new technology to make this happen. We're making it happen, baby. We're making it happen. Um, I am in glorious Hyde Park, New York. It's beautiful. Um, chilling with the Vanderbilts. You know? Sweet. Not really. Not but. so good. <laughs> um, so, before we delve in, we both watched Tokyo Drift this week, right? Yeah. So, I watched it. I watched maybe 75% of it, maybe 80% of it yesterday. Yeah. And the final bits, literally just now, Dominic Toretto showed up on the I screen heard, um, right in the nick of time. Right at the end there. <laughs> I definitely watched maybe 40 minutes of it at work today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't tell my boss that, but right. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But before we get into it, I do want to talk about one thing just from my week, from my life. I went and saw Hobbs and Shaw again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> On your own accord? On my own accord. Wonderful, man. What an excellent use of your time and money. <laughs> On my own accord. But I want to say a couple things about it before we delve into Tokyo Drift because I feel like listening back to last week, we kind of shit on it a little, a lot, a little, a lot. And I just have some feelings about the things that we had trouble with now in perspective after having seen it for a second time that are a little bit different. Here's what I would propose to if I was talking to. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Producers Guild of America, about this movie. I think the movie still should end after the nuclear pen. Mm-hmm. Right? But um, build out the story of... Maybe you can have like a fist fight at the end, you know, kind of like they do. They can toss the punches and stuff after the car chase. Yeah. They can do whatever. End it however you want. You know what I mean? Get the virus out of her at the last second. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Build up the story of the Russian mobsters lady. I don't remember her name either again. Mm-hmm. You know how they go and get... We don't really know who she is. She's in this movie Assist- for 10 seconds. Yeah, she gets assistance from the uh, girl squad of Yeah, the girl Eves. squad. Yeah. yeah. Build out the girl squad. Who are the girls in the girl squad? Yeah, we like them. We, we like want to know more. I want to know lots more, right? So give them a beefier storyline. And if you do that and then have a couple things at the end, you got like an hour, 40, hour 50, maybe, if you stretch it. And like, mm-hmm. great, good movie. Done. And then actually do a real post-credit sequence that teases Fast and Furious Samoa. So, <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. Fast and Furious Hobbs presents and, Hobbs and Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw Samoa. Samoa. And just do a whole movie <laughs> on Samoa. And it would be awesome. <laughs> What yeah, yeah. Just then you do, the whole, do a whole thing. There. Then you can really build out like the Hobbs customs sort of shop yes. instead of the just doing history. one pan. Yeah, Roman could get a line. <laughs> <laughs> like tons of good stuff could happen in that movie. Yeah. You know? Um. But they, I just thought like that would be a much more. I don't know. You know what I mean? It would like be really fun to explore the Fast and Furious Samoa like. 
like just do it in this weird fun setting this this is a really international series mm-hmm. this is a, these are really international movies but it's better when they can like have some breath and time to it like you know what i mean i agree absolutely so that was my thought coming out of uh coming out of those movies I mean, and in terms of breadth and time and the ability to develop characters, develop mm-hmm. like the, yeah, the, the foreign city that you're in. Like, I think and this is going to tie it in that Tokyo Drift is like, what makes it such a good movie is that they took the time yes. to develop the mystique of yes. Tokyo and to develop it the characters. fucking modern and real. And yes. Like, like these, this gang could really live there. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with you. I do want to say I. Sorry, I'm going forward to the Tokyo no, Drift, but I also like wanted to say one more thing. I forgot it was very important from Hobbs and Shaw. Mm. The elevator jumping scene very yeah. early on in the beginning. Right? Very. Um, Hobbs, yeah, Hobbs and Shaw are both at the top of a building trying to chase the bad guys who have these amazing. Um, what do you call them? <laughs> <laughs> like, that like, shot in the movie, right? The guys jumping off the building, and then the things catch them. They've got the homing, they... like the homing bungee, co- yeah. homing bungee cords, and they yeah. get to run down the side yeah. of the building. Really good. And just oh my god, watching three hundred pound plus The Rock sort of use his primary mode of transportation, which is falling with style, yeah. like, <laughs> and to be able to beat up the dudes, and they do sort of like the Mission Impossible. Like swing across sometimes, mm-hmm. and I also thought it was one of the better moments in the movie of Statham and The Rock's comedic interplay really working well. Mm-hmm. Like The Rock is occupied, he's going crazy, he's like shooting stuff with guns, right. and Statham's like relaxing in the elevator, kind of making fun of him. Yes, that interplay works better than any other kind of jokey joking around. I feel like that they did. Agree. I agree. Definitely, yes. It's like you don't need you don't need the um, yeah the disc for disc sort of back and forth in order yeah. to sort of like sell that. Yeah, yeah. Um, shall we talk Tokyo Drift a little bit? Yes, please. Um, All right, I have thoughts, but I want your thoughts first. Sure. Um, so I watched it on Netflix, and one of the one of the things that I thought was hilarious was that. Um, during the opening credits, it has sort of like a TV, whatever, R, whatever. And they give you the warnings in terms of what's mm-hmm. going to happen in this movie. Yeah. This one uh, cautioned uh, adults and guardians against reckless and illegal behavior involving teens. And I think it's funny because like, sometimes you forget in this movie in particular that these are supposed to be 17-year-olds that are... Are they, are they even 17? Like, <laughs> they're supposed to be. Are they that old? Is what I'm asking. Right, like, right, are they supposed right. to be sixteen, fifty? I have no. I literally have a note here that says, "What age is everyone?" Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's obviously Lucas Black looks forty. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so that's a problem, kind of. Um, and the girl looks older, but she's like kind of fine. And Bow Wow is like perennially 11 so i don't really <laughs> right know right what his deal is um but dk and han are older yeah yes and han even makes a joke about that like why don't you leave the high school girls alone mm-hmm. kind of thing um yeah i'm not quite sure I, but it's lost because they all look fucking 
old as hell. Yeah, I mean, in the, uh, after the after the race with um, uh, home improvement guy, right? The cop does say like, "Oh yeah, you got in all this trouble before your seventeenth birthday." Right. So he's. 17, 16? He's 16 yeah, year old? 16 years old. And 16 years old. I think basically full beard, it looks like. Full beard yeah. and like a fully receding hairline. His hairline is all yeah. the way <laughs> it's all the way back here. It's, it's way back. Yeah. It's way back. Um, but I mean, the and the, we always like to piece together these timelines and stuff. Yeah. But like if Lucas Black is 16, say, quote unquote. Han is, if we take Han as he's living in the Brian O'Connor and like the Dominic Toretto, right, timeline, he's yeah. supposed to be really old, right? If we put Brian at 24-ish yep. in the beginning, that if yep. we put him seven movies ahead, like Han is supposed to be in his 30s, right? 33 in no, Tokyo Drift? not that old. He's not supposed to be, but I think, like, if we have to... Because they did this whole, like, after the Tokyo oh, Drift. Oh, because this takes place in 2017 or whatever? Yeah. Han's supposed yeah. to be super Han's old. Old. Old, old dude. Old, old. And he's, like, in, in... He's hiring high school children to do mobster work for him. Han's yeah. not a great guy. No. No. Uh, although, here's... Can I say something? I did have a thought today, and I haven't worked out the timeline. <laughs> I know we spend a lot of time on timelines, right. and we have thought a lot about if 9-11 happened in the Fast and Furious, which we're not sure. <laughs> I did see the school security in the building, like the metal detectors, uh-huh. which is definitely like a post-Columbine thing. So did Columbine happen in, in the Fast and Furious? Yes. Strong yes. yes. Nobody Strong else. Yes. Nobody, had, nobody had metal detectors in high schools before Columbine. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. Um, all right. Is there a world in which the timeline can work out? <laughs> Let's throw out all the timeline stuff we talked about before of, like, the movie year, the years of production are actual years in the Fast and Furious universe. Let's forget mm-hmm. that for a second. Okay. Let's say Tokyo Drift takes place over a school year, which is, like, a nine-month period. Right? Okay. Could all the movies sort of take place over a nine-month period so that, like, it just fits right in place? You know what I mean? Oh, you know interesting. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, um, where's the... All right, so it, all right, in this nine-month period... Two. Yeah, it's yeah. after two, because we know Brian is in my... We know there's a gap between one and two, Right? Or do we, are we sure? Does there have to be? There's supposed to be, but maybe not. Maybe he drove really, really fast. I mean, <laughs> like, it, it would there take is a, that little one shot of him driving across country, right? Where right. He has that little, yeah. I mean, if we imagine that the minimum amount of time it takes you to get across the country in one, what, I mean, he has to win, he has to win a few a races week. a week, like seven days. Sure. I'll give him seven days. <laughs> What's the fastest this could all happen? Seven days is two. And then four, two to four, they're in Mexico. Hold on. Do we need to count? So how long do we think um, the, the entirety of the first movie was? Takes place in? Like two days, maybe? I mean, if you're really pushing it, they develop three days and bonding and then race wars happens. I uh, think first yeah. one a week also. All right. So we got seven in the first movie and yeah. then we've got so seven. Two weeks. weeks. We've got two weeks for Brian to get to Miami. 
Mm-hmm. Miami for sure happens in like four, 24 hours. Yep. And Tokyo's happening concurrently. Yes. Let's say yes. Let's say Tokyo's happening concurrently, right? Is Tokyo, my bigger point is, is Tokyo Drift happening in the background of all this other shit for nine months and then Vin shows up? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. They have a kid between six and seven. (laughs) (laughs) And I think in seven, the kid's like three years old. Yeah, because that kid's walking on the beach, man. That kid's walking on the beach. That's because he's he's been taking NOS since before. uh, Yeah, uh, in vitro NOS injection. That's what boosts Mm. up that growth speed, you know? Yeah, boosts up that growth. And Lucas Black comes back for eight. Yes, or seven? Eight. I think his... No, it's seven, because Han dies between six and seven. Han dies between six and seven. Dom in... Dom is racing Lucas Black at the end of Tokyo Drift, but also in a little scene in seven. Hmm. Right? They have, like, the stand on the balcony and talk to each other scene. Right. Lucas Black has an age today. Lucas Black. <laughs> same t-shirt it's great same t same t well same day they, you know, <laughs> that's they true were just race <laughs> sweaty from racing <laughs> um so six and seven so so if uh, i don't think it works but i did have a moment today where i wanted to explore it right you know just to help them a little bit make this movie feel like I mean it feels 2006 yeah does it not you I agree I agree with that but it takes place in 2017 I mean Japan, I mean Japan is really good at sort of preserving subcultures and embracing right. embracing them in ways sort of even more than the original subculture yeah maybe they're keeping them around they're keeping them around Maybe they're keeping her own. So maybe that, like, uh, well, it is mentioned that DK has an 86 Corolla. Mm-hmm. It says... Versus you know, trade for the 72 Skyline. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So maybe they're, they're real nostalgia freaks. They like to hang on to things. Uh, what else you got? Tokyo mm-hmm. Rift. Hmm... I mean, I really like this movie. I think it has yeah, the best. It, I, it really is good, right? And the soundtrack is good. I like yeah. like that. The oh. soundtrack is amazing. We're wavelengthing, bro. <laughs> I said the music is good. Kid Rock is good. <laughs> you know, they have the Kid Rock song. They have the intro song. Was yeah. like in the minute. <laughs> that song's good. They got that. Um, My life be like. Ooh. Yeah. That song is good. Right. Yeah, the soundtrack is eclectic and funky and really on point. So nice. Um, and Justin Lin, like, knows... I mean, it's just... He's such... I get kind of emotional when I talk about Justin because he's... He's just so good. Like, it's crazy. Um, there are these moments when they're... Dri- when when the... I forget her name. Neela. Neela mm-hmm. and Lucas Black. Uh-huh. Sean. Sean, thank you. Are, we're experts on these. Bama movies. boy. Bama boy. Bama boy. 
uh, Gaijin, uh, are in the car driving down that like slopey ass hill. Yeah. And it's obviously like it's on a green, it's on, it's done on a stage. The close-ups are done on a stage and there's, you can see them, but, and the car's on a rig, right? So like the car is on like a little gimbal or something and they're moving the car around and there's a camera outside the car sort of moving around. And there's like, like that shot is just so well put together. It look, it feels like they're moving and it feels like they're flowing, like, but it's also like sort of serene and they're having this wonderful like heart to heart moment. I just think the techniques um, that Justin Lin like really pushed on in this movie that became the vocabulary for these for this franchise. Mm -hmm. Like he got an assignment to make a made for TV movie and he pushed it. So far, it became nine fucking. Movies. You know what I mean? It's right. like incredible what he's done, um, and it's really down to like his skill as a filmmaker. I feel like, and there are moments in this movie that really, really show that. Mm -hmm. So I was into it rather than like Hobbs and Shaw, where we're just like, yeah, do it like a three sixty drone shot. <sighs> It'd be good. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think the like the original, and I was trying to think about it, like. In the, in the original one, right, you have that scene where Dom invites uh, Brian to the to his little shed where he shows off the charger. He tells that really he tells that or that origin story of like mm -hmm. uh, his dad and you know, this guy. Yeah. And that's how that's yeah. where he gets his fire from, yeah. you know. But it's also where he sort of gets his calm, and it sort of builds that like this is that's the incredible kind of, Toretto dynamic. Yeah. Exactly right. That's yeah. his answer to like why do you race. The paradise and the hell of being Dom Toretto. Right. And I, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about this scene where they're, whatever, the, the, the drifting down thing. And that's sort of this movie's version of, like, a, this is why we race. Like, this, yeah, is the, yeah. this is the explanation. This is, like, the, this is what invites you, the audience, to, like, understand this part of the world. Right. This I mean, part of the world. You could make an argument for Han impressing the women with the drifting of, like, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't drift to win, why do you drift? Why do you drift? You know, like, and then he sort of like shows them. He's like, you want to know? So you could make an argument for that, but it doesn't have the same emotional gra gravity mm -hmm. that uh, the Neela and Sean scene has. You know, that scene really makes you feel like, okay, I'm getting a deeper look at these characters mm -hmm. and beginning to understand who they are, why they ended up where they are, and what they aspire to be. Right. I think. And I think, like, just to go back one more, like, Too Fast sort of has that moment, but it's actually, it's almost not even the driving moment. Isn't it the moment where, like, um, Brian and uh, Rome are, like, eating Snickers in the sunset? Yes. That's you know? Yep. And I, I think I want to pay attention to sort of those moments going forward. But That's like, a great idea. did I mean did Hobbs did Hobbs try to have one like when he talked about like going back? Is this is this Samoa thing like is that it's supposed to be his sort of version of that? If so, like, I mean, they sort of try to use the daughter as that a little bit, but like they just, yeah, I don't know that they really have that moment where they're like together and. They really need it. Right. You know? And they took so many components from like the classic Fast and Furious sort of franchise model, right? Like yeah. you've got the car flips, you've got the NOS. Like one of the key components of these movies is the, I don't know. The yeah, hero, show me your the heart. hero story. Yeah. Show me your heart. 
you know i'm sure there's a name for this trope in in screenwriting but you know it's where we get to see your heart a little bit you know? yeah so um yeah shout out from, <laughs> shout out from your heart nick what's what's touched you this week and from product services or other things perspective uh yeah this is a little segment we do where we uh give it an old shout out to the shit we're going on i want to give a big 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 shout out to um really my favorite food in the whole world i've been on a real food kick on shout outs lately but mm-hmm. this one is tops you ever had a hot dog? Oh, wow. I, I think I have had a hot dog. They're fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, I went to see Hobbs and Shaw the other day. And I was going, I was kind of hungry. I hadn't eaten since lunchtime. I'm coming down from waiting to 7th to like 84th Street. We go to the theater with the big Barker loungers in it, which I love. Nice. And I get down to like 80, 84th uh, or 86th and get off the subway, and there's a hot dog cart right there. And I said to myself, oh, well, that's the perfect little snack. That's exactly what I want right now. And I went to the hot dog cart, and the guy wasn't there. And the guy at the falafel cart next to him was like, A, he'll be back in 10 to 15 minutes. And B, would you like some falafel? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I said no, but um, I mean, I just want people, if you have a hot dog right now, just like give it some fucking gratitude. You know what I mean? Like just give it like a, give it a thank you for being in my hand because when you're hot dogless and you fucking want a hot dog, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the movie. I'm ashamed to say, but I went to the movie theater and I bought a movie theater hot dog. <laughs> And there is, again, on this theme, there's nothing worse than an expensive, <laughs> bad hot dog. Mm. It's terrible. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's me. That's good, man. I love a hot dog. I, I, I think back to the hot dogs I've had and uh, particularly on, like, long bike rides and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I'm up in um, the Upper West Side, like, even the Bronx Side, or I've ridden out to, like, Corona Park. Yeah. and stuff and it's like a little bit farther than i do like more mileage than i would do on a regular basis and i often find myself like deathly famished by the time i'm out there and there's, nothing, you know, there's nothing like a gatorade and a hot dog to really boost up oh, good. yeah to really boost up the energies so one of my earliest memories in life <laughs> um was we would do these family bike rides on the bike path in Northampton, Mass. And we would like ride along the bike path and sort of at the end of the bike path happened to be this like hot dog stand called Pete's. It was like, you know, burgers, fries, whatever. We'd always get a nice foot long hot dog. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I, I, I remember like being like, I don't know, three or four. I was sitting, I don't know how old I was. I was sitting in like the bucket seat of my mom's bike. You know those things? You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Like a, ch- like a child seat like mounted a child on the back? On the yeah. Mounted on the back. And uh, ride and get some hot dogs, you know? So, it's they're beautiful. aces for me. And always have been. Um, yeah, I'm a ketchup kraut guy. That's where I'm at. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah. some hardcores that are like, no ketchup on hot dogs. I know. And those hardcores are from Chicago, and they're out of their fucking minds. <laughs> so, nice. that's where it's at. What do you got a shout out to this week? 
Um, yeah, so my shout out is, is on a similar line of like uh, something you truly can't live without. And it's sort of a two part shout out. So um, my girlfriend's very sick. Like she had like this crazy cough that was going on last night and like kept her up all night. And like it was really difficult, but it's hard to sort of like, I don't know, you can do a couple things. You can do cheese, you can take a little bit of steam. Yeah. You can try We're talking about ice. Jess, right? Yeah. Friend of the pod? Right. Jessica, yeah. friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. And. I wanted to give a shout out because this morning, like at very early, maybe five thirty, six o'clock yep. in the morning, yep. got up and I went to my bodega, seventy three food market over here, yep. and I was like, you know who's going to have meds? I think the bodega's going to have meds, and it's one of those things where, like the yeah, the bodega not only has the things that you need, but it has the bodega provides, you know. And mm-hmm. not only did they, they didn't just have one bottle to choose from. They had like mm-hmm. six different sort of cough syrup varieties Incredible. and a whole selection of, um, of uh, cough drops and stuff. The guy was really cool. He showed them to me and allowed me to sort of like pick out the ones that sort of best fit the situation here. Yeah. But major thank you to sort of 73 Food Market for really holding me down. And it's not anything yeah. I've purchased there before, but in my time of need, they were able to provide. I mean, the bodega has provided me with um, both hangover Gatorade and um, end of the flu Gatorade. Mm -hmm. And both those types of Gatorade are fucking great. Insane. And that's so good. And I got, yeah, I got some Gatorade over here happening. There's a number of others. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get them in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I really, I learned, I learned about Gatorade through you, man. You're like, dude, like whatever, whatever you need, whatever you need something, just like whatever boom. you got. But yeah, everything that whatever alcohol. I remember what you told me. You're like everything that alcohol takes out of you. Yep. Gatorade replaces. Gatorade puts right back in. And I was like, whoa, that's a game changer. <laughs> yeah, it dude. really is a game changer. Game changer. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> um. Well, can I double dip? Please do. I'll be real quick. Sure. On the shout outs? Yeah. Because I had an experience this week that I sort of forgot about, but remembered when we were talking about hot dogs. I went to Burger King and I had a, one of those impossible uh, whoppers. Interesting. Which is a hamburger sandwich that has no meat, but it's just a patty made out of very good vegetables that taste a lot like meat. Mm-hmm. And it was good. And it tasted like meat. And I would recommend it if you're trying to cut down on your meat consumption. Yeah. I've had an Impossible Burger before. Um, I think they sell them at the Tesla cafeteria in Fremont. And I remember eating them. And I remember I was there for a short period of time. Yeah. And they had, like, they had regular cheeseburgers and stuff. And then they also had sort of whatever, your Impossible Burger. Yeah. I tried both of them. Impossible was better. Whoa. That does, that does say something about that being the actual burger. They does serve. that say something Not about... Very good. Impossible Burgers or something about Tesla? I mean, I don't know. All right. But I, I really enjoy the Impossible Burger cool. as well. Like, they, they, they've they sort of, yeah, I think they've hit the mark I that think they they've been it. trying they to go it. for. We figured it out. Texture, taste. It was good. It was good. I could, on the Whopper, I could tell it was not, if I really, like, just focused on the, the meat, whatever it is, I could yeah. kind of tell it was different, but it tasted pretty close, and it was, like, Good. Yeah. I did, and with the whole ensemble, uh, it was it couldn't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good. What else you got, Tokyo Drift-wise? <sighs> hmm. 
Um, hmm. Did you know that Lucas Black was in a bunch of horse movies? <laughs> nope. That sounds really awesome. <laughs> Me neither. So I was watching, we were watching, and Jess was sort of tagging along with it for a little bit. He was like, actually, I know this guy. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, dude, he's in like Seabiscuit and Flash and like named off a bunch of these movies. And she oh. looked them up. She was like, yeah, like they're all horse movies. She's <laughs> like some sort of like, he's like, oh yeah, he's like a bunch of movies in that, in that time period. And like, I'm definitely familiar with this guy. And I was like, yeah. dude, I've never seen him in anything else except this movie. Um, I, uh, maybe he loves horses. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about, I don't know. Maybe he's like a horse Lord, you know? Uh, she was saying that there's something he does the um, like the southern accent and that's like his thing. So he replicates that, and maybe that's a highly marketable. Is it his accent? Or it his might accent? be. It might be his thing. Is it his thing or his accent? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have think we ever seen like an that? interview with him? No, I have not. I like only watch him in this movie. Does he have a southern accent? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listeners out there, Tuniverse. If you know if Lucas Black has or doesn't have a southern accent in real life, give us give us a ring. Uh-huh. Right? Shoot us an email or something. We got to know. We got to know. Um, DK is the best villain. Why do you think so? He's so evil, first of all. <laughs> but, like, also, like, Completely sympathetic sometimes when like his mean his mean old uncle Sonny Chiba like gets up in his face and like starts like embarrassing him and in front of his friends and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he just has this like piercing like yeah. <laughs> and then when his buddy dies in the car crash, right, Morimoto. Morimoto. When Morimoto dies in the car crash and there's the that tunnel. one little shot of him looking at the car crash. <laughs> yes! Yes! It's his pain. He, he feels the pain. He really likes cry. Morimoto. Like, oh, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I just think he got kind of a raw deal. Um but also like the whoever the guy, I mean he's just so good at like communicating his like despicableness right away. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you hate him right away. Yeah. Uh so I thought he's super, he's just like super effective. I was like listening out the villain. Like, who who's a better villain in this mm. series? Like, more effective, like more despicable, has a wider range of emotion. Like, not Braga, not Braga, not, not Carter, Ver- definitely not Carter Verone. Verone, who's like a weird Argentinian Irishman. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Idris Elba? No, no. He's too. He's too he's sexy. Good, but he's like kind of one. You know, one speed. Right. Um, Char- Charlize? Charlize Theron? Charlize? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't really remember either. Right. Um, Seven, who's a villain? Digimon Hijesu. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And somebody else. No. Oh, and Shaw. Yeah. They're not that bad, though. Yeah, Luke Evans is kind of a good villain, though. Yeah, but once you get into the whole, like, what was this whole thing? Like, was he trying to bring down society or something? I don't remember. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I haven't seen these movies in a while. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I'll ring with you. Yeah, I think PK is uh, an excellent bad guy, and I think like the the whole the whole part of like Yakuza, not Yakuza, like mm-hmm. like creates that dynamic where he's not the oh, baddest. Yeah. He's not the baddest dude in Tokyo, but like he's trying to be bad, and that's what kind of makes it scary. Yeah, it makes it scary and makes her heart hurt for him a little bit, which is mm-hmm. like an amazing quality again that Justin Lin was able to communicate through the miracle of film. Right. You know. Um. Fine is just some weird billionaire, right? Like some rich guy who's like, I want to keep my money in a vault. Oh yeah, the rich guy in Rio who robs the who robs the favelas. Yes. Yeah, not that great a villain. Right. Seems bad. I mean, he seems like a bad guy, but like not a great movie villain. Villain. Movie True. villain. I like that DK drives also Mm -hmm. right he does the villain version of the hero stuff Mm, that's true he's very good at it he's good at it you know that's one of the reasons Idris Elba worked in Hobbit Shaw too I think because like he could be in the chase scenes and like Charlize Theron sat in like a chair the entire movie does she ever drive a car no, she sits in that plane. Remember, she's like up in a the plane super plane. The whole, yeah, the super plane the whole time. Super plane with the uh, panic room inside of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, bad. She can drive though. Like, hasn't she been in other spy movies where she drives and stuff? Um, she was like in that a movie, atomic like, blonde. Yeah, that's the movie I was just thinking of. I don't know if she drives in that movie. She kicks ass in that movie. She definitely does. But yeah. maybe we need to see. We need to get her some more car time. Yeah, I think we do need to give her some more car time. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Tokyo Drift? Mm. If you were to pick an Evo, would you pick the red Evo from Tokyo Drift or the green Evo from Too Fast, Too Furious? Same car. The green Evo? <laughs> the green one. The one that he gets from the... Uh, Is it green? It's green, yellow. Yeah, it's definitely green. like urine yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and so the answer is the red one. The red one. Much cooler car. Wow. Or I would probably I might pick the the um I might pick the yellow one. But just to be like, oh, yeah, I picked the yellow uh-huh. one. <laughs> <laughs> Too fast? Is it a movie? <laughs> um yeah, no, the red one's much better. That one's much better. Yeah, and that Mustang is obviously super sexy. So, so sweet. Um, that's all I got, buddy. Same. I'm Great movie. Out. I'm glad hey, we watched that again. so good. I'm it's really fun. glad we're watching these movies, but that one especially is so fucking great. Yeah, and yeah. Putting, the, putting the time between these cycles is like, I really, like, I'm really enjoying watching these movies. Yeah, yeah. We'll wait till the next one. <laughs> yeah. Um, we should, I mean, we're getting, we're not halfway through our series yet, but we should start thinking about, um, what kind of in-between movie we'd want to watch. I'm going to put it up on Patreon. Yeah. So nice. if you want to vote on what movie we watch in between, I'll give three options probably. Mm-hmm. Um, you can become a Patreon subscriber. There's a tier in there where you can vote on what movie we do in between cycles. And that's at patreon.com slash no one likes to tune the podcast. There's also another tier at which you do some something else. Fuck, 
What? Oh, you get bonus content. Mm-hmm. I figured it out. We're going to watch the Resident Evil movies, of which there are six. Whoa. And do episodes on the Resident Evil movies. Cool. So that's going to be our bonus content for the year, basically. I'm down And for we'll that. release those, I don't know, once every other month or some shit. We'll figure it out. You down to watch those movies? Sure. I don't think I've ever seen them before. Nor have I played the games. I've played some of the games. I played... Yeah, I don't remember. But four, I think I played four, which was like the best. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen five of the six movies. Wow. The one thing I'll say that's great about them, they're like a buck 20, and you're at the door. <laughs> All of them. They're just like, you're done. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm on board with that. They're I can handle like, that. <laughs> they're great. Uh, so that's Patreon. Um, what else? Facebook. Facebook, facebook.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. Yeah, we're we're blogging, we're updating on there, kind of. Yeah, I'm working on getting more content out there. Yeah. Um, we have a Twitter at Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T. I tweet the episodes sort of every week. Also, if you I get weird. I went on a weird tangent, but this week. But um also if you tweet at us, I will reply. Definitely. It's like a gar- it's basically a guarantee. <laughs> so uh, tweet at us uh, and email us. No one likes to tune a podcast at gmail.com for sure. Last thing, which I, we haven't mentioned yet this cycle. Insanely, um, ratings and reviews on iTunes still really matter. Um, and the more we get in a short, you know, a more condensed period of time, the better uh, our show does which means like we can provide more content spend more time doing this and like all that kind of stuff. So if you haven't and you're listening to this, go drop us a fucking rating. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? And if you um, are listening to this and you have some people who might be interested, let them know and tell them to drop a rating on iTunes. Um, Love to see some of those out there. That'd be cool. Cool, man. What are you doing this week? Anything cool? Um, hmm. Not too much, actually. Great. Um, yeah. I great, think great, I'm great. good. I think I'm good. All right. That's us. Peace. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Later.